Hello there, I'm the Dragonborn, and with me today is the Demon Slayer. Um, welcome back <laughs> to... Was... Welcome back. Welcome to episode one of uh, Rock Spock and Two Smoking Microphones. I'm Connor. What? I'm Harry, and can I just say, what was that intro? Um, I've got a... That was... I have a... Um, I actually, I have a poster for um, the map of Skyrim on my in front of me, and also a poster from Doom. And I called you the Demon Slayer when I should have called you the Doom Slayer, so I got that wrong. <sighs> I guess this is going to be the podcast where I try and say something funny in the beginning of episode, every episode and get it a little bit wrong. <laughs> I really hope you do, because I feel that's really strong. I feel that's really strong. <laughs> Unintentionally. Unintentionally as well. <sighs> you had so much confidence in it, is what I loved. Yeah, I know. I was it just didn't go. It was just before I hit record. I was like, I've got to come up with something. Just looked ahead of me. I was like, fuck it, Dragonborn, Doomslayer. <laughs> just keep like a good document open so you can write them all down when you think of them and use one each week. Yeah, I might do that. I think it's a good idea. Um, but no, thank you for coming back. I think before we before we go on and do anything, I think we should say, obviously, we we released our unofficial official episode zero last week our test episode that we thought fuck it let's release it to the world yep um but it's been it's received some really nice feedback from uh, a bunch of people friends family um i know quite a few people subscribed for us and, um just, just want to say thank you very much it means a lot um we're very we we've wanted to do this for quite a long time so it's yeah. nice to see people actually supporting it and enjoying it and i know a lot of people have said they found connor funny which i don't personally agree with but um no i'm joking you're hilarious it's fine thank you um but it's really nice to have that support so yeah thank you very much it is nice um, i'll do some in the next few weeks i'm going to shout out some specific people that got to me first that just just piped their pipe their way in first i do need to say who for because i know he'll be listening and i feel like the first shout out i should ever do should be to this person but i want to shout out to my little brother max who is great um he is convinced that sonic the hedgehog is called sanix for some reason no he's is he's not convinced of that every time i tell him that <laughs> no but the reason i said it like that is because i know he'll be shouting down oh of course phone. oh yeah the, i forgot oh. the joke sorry hi max yeah sorry i've um i've actually got some sanix news this week um oh that's exciting but yeah i just wanted to shout him out because he he sent me loads of voice notes and i've the episode i really enjoyed it it's really funny um, bless him, and he's the biggest support. So yeah, let's give it. Let's give him the first it, shout out. I feel like that's yeah. I, like that's... I mean, I would. I was gonna do something funny, but I'm not gonna like shout or anything. But yeah, Max, you're you're great, and I, I haven't seen you in a long time, and you're a fun lad. So I miss you. Oh bless you. I'll get you both on a FaceTime call at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's enough of the thank yous for now. I'm sure we'll do it again at the end. I think we should uh, start with how you been, man. How you doing? Um, I've been alright. I've not, you know, been getting on with things. If this felt like... It felt really long getting to record... I've really wanted to record this, like, all week. <laughs> yeah, I've been the same. I've wanted to record... I mean, I've been texting you about it every day. Let's do this, let's do that. I've just wanted to record an episode a day for the past seven days. Oh, yeah. It's been um, exciting. Yeah, it's exciting to finally have something to be like, oh, yeah, this is... Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really glad we're doing this. Should we start off with some news? Do um, you want to go first? Or I'll go, I first go first because I spoil. I uh, I I teased uh, Max that we had some Sanix news. So Sanix, there is going to be a, a new Sonic TV show coming to Netflix, which actually was confirmed before we recorded the last one, but I only remembered it a bit later. I think it was confirmed before. I'm trying to find the name of the show. I think it's called Sonic Prime. 
I think it's called Sonic Proxies for Netflix, right? Yes, yeah, a so? Netflix family-friendly show, um, which oh, will be free, nice. free de-animated, which is interesting. Oh, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I assume it's going to be end of next year. Um, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, coming in twenty twenty two. Yes. Oh, okay, that's not too long to wait then. Apparently, like well, apparently the, the the post they made announcing it has since been deleted. <laughs> oh. Weird. Well, that's, that's at least positive. Oh wait, no, this is an article from December, so they must have they must have accidentally announced it back in December. So everyone's known for a while. I guess it's news to us. Um, <laughs> but the other <laughs> the other piece of news about Sonic is that they've confirmed the movie is coming. The second one, sorry. Yes. Sonic the Hedgehog, two. Great title. Really strong. Well, that's what the second title. that's what the second game is called. And I saw somebody saying it, that the uh, the third Sonic movie, which they were inevitably inevitably going to make, should be called Sonic Three and Knuckles. Okay. Because it would be yeah. funny because of you know the and knuckles joke that went around. Well, apparently the other rumor about Sonic the Hedgehog two is that uh, Jason Momoa has been offered the role of Knuckles. That's great. Like I mean, that, that's, I think that's superb if that's true. If you've seen, have, I don't know if you've seen any clips from the uh, Sonic. I think it's the Sonic Boom TV show. I have not. It, it's got. I saw like a uh, a compilation of like some uh, clips from it. It actually it's quite meta. Like it's really self aware. I remember I, I grew up on the on the Sonic games, so like Sonic Heroes is one of my favourite games to kill the people. I played on the PlayStation Two. That's, Sonic that's definitely the uh, Sonic. Oh. That's definitely the Sonic game I played the most, next to the original one, because my dad used to have a Sega Mega Drive, so I used to play it on there. Um, I didn't expect it to sing on on this no. podcast, but, but, but apparently I have. I I, uh, I stand by a video I watched a while ago, which is um basically says that Sonic is a series of great first levels but terrible games <laughs> yeah I can I can see that wasn't there also one I can't remember what it was called now it was either Sonic or Shadow and they were like it was it was marketed as he would turn into like this this werechog that was a that was Sonic Unleashed I actually played a lot, a lot of that game but it was a it was yeah it had two game modes where you play as Sonic but he has the ability to turn into a werehog um, and during oh, the during, during the Sonic segments, it's like the traditional 3D, you know, Sonic games where you're running like away from the camera, you know, really fast and all that kind of crap. Yeah, it's one of those. It's that that it's the traditional kind of modern Sonic game at that point. Um, but then when you turn into the Werehog, it's like a brawler where you're just oh, walking around okay. beating up enemies. But uh, this was also in that video I watched, which if I find a link to it, I'll maybe put it in the description for this. Um, if I find the video again. Uh, they mentioned that the Sonic segments of that game are actually some of the best that Sonic has ever had. But the the Werehog stuff really brings the game down. And if I remember rightly, that is 100% true. Because I was stuck on a Werehog mission for a little bit when I was, like, I don't know, I was in my teens probably. But I hated the game because of that. I couldn't. just It wasn't fun. There's nothing. There's nothing worse being than being stuck on a particular mission that takes you a good couple of weeks to get through that you just can't do. Especially when you have no patience. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But like, I remember when I had a when the X Men Origins Wolverine game came out on the PlayStation Three, which was a great game, much better than the film. Yeah. But I got stuck where you're falling through the air, having to jump on like a cyclops to try and rip them apart, and I couldn't do it for a good couple of months. Eventually, I had to get my dad to come and do it. <laughs> But it's it's just the most painful 
experience you can have back in a game. Back in the day when other people had to complete your games for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited. I need to see this first Sonic the Hedgehog film. I know it's got uh, people that have really enjoyed it. Have you still not seen it? I've still not seen it, no. Oh my god, <laughs> it's... I mean, I practically know everything about it now my, through what people have told me. My but. my friends know I'm I'm a big fan of that film, even though I don't think I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's a great film. It is just it's very generic, but I love it. Yeah, it is it is it is on my list. I just haven't got around to it yet. There's right. just been other things that I've wanted to watch. To be fair, it's so fun. Um, maybe I'll watch it this week purely for your benefit. So yes. I can talk about it next yes. week and talk about my opinions. But there's, uh, I guess. It's not a spoiler for anyone who ha- has seen the film, and it's been out for a while now. So, but yeah, and it's it's seen basically in the uh, the little they did like a title thing, you know, when they reveal the title of a film. Oh right, you like and, a little ten second yeah, clip. And when the two comes up, it's got the tails of tails. So, tails. Oh, is that's in it. cool. That's pretty sweet. I yeah. wonder who play him. Ah, uh, um, someone did play him at the end of the first at the end of the film because he appears in a uh, end credit sequence. It was me. Um, I think it's the I think it's the voice actor from the games. Me. It was me. Everyone. You're not played Tails. Which is funny because um, they didn't ask the voice actor for Sonic to voice him in the film because of like, probably because he's not a big enough name. So they got Ben Schwartz to do it, which she does a great job. But it's like, but they still got the voice actor from the games to play Tails. I think Ooh. I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm on Wikipedia. You know the important thing. The always true, never wrong website. Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Uh, I don't know how you say that last name, but she's the current voice of Miles Tails Prower in the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Yeah, so she's voiced uh, Tails in numerous things. Oh, okay. Well, no, I look forward to it. I look forward to watching the first one this week and yeah. watching the second one next year. She's also in, she's also in Naruto. <laughs> I need to see that as well. I've not seen that. Hey. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of people screaming at the screaming at their phones or whatever they're listening on now going, have you not seen it? And I'm I, like, no. I was also about to say something about Naruto. I was about to have an opinion and I still haven't, I haven't seen it so I can't have an opinion. Exactly. But Moving on. <laughs> I've read a bit of the manga. Um, anyway, moving on. What's your okay. next, what's your piece of news? Well, I've got, I've got three little pieces of news. Three? Uh, I've, I have, yeah. I've numbered them one to three, and I'll let you, I'll let you choose which one goes first. Wait, you've numbered them one to three or one two three? Is it what? Is it like one two three? What does that even mean? Like... All right, don't worry. So uh, go with number one. Okay, uh, so this is news about the Mandalorian. Oh, um, I think I know. I think I think I know this news. We won't cover this in too much detail, but I think it's fair to bring up because it is a big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, story to do with the Mandalorian, but um, the Mandalorian star Gina Carano is that you say her, sur- her surname? I don't know. Is it? Yeah, Who cares? Yeah, well, she's been <laughs> sacked. She's been told to leave the Mandalorian um, due to some quite bad posts on social media over yep. the past well over the past couple of months. But I think it's taken what's recently happened over the past week for them to actually um, see. I come out and be like, I've not seen anything. Gone. Sorry, I I saw back when she was doing the whole pronouns thing, um, because I somehow got really really involved in the Star Wars fandom on Twitter last year. <laughs> oh god, um, you fell down that hole, did you? Well, it wasn't. It was so much. It wasn't so much that. I think it was when the Clone Wars was coming out, and I was tweeting about it, 
and um, I just started getting loads of new followers that were like Star Wars fans and I still got all those followers and I still talk to some of them um, and it was a fun time because made, I've made a, quite a few friends on Twitter through that but so I was I was very aware I'm very aware of a lot of what's been going on while not seeking it out myself so yeah I know there's Nothing. been a lot of a lot of hate for Gina Carano based on some of the things she said I don't know specifically what she's been saying but I, I from some of the things I saw I can I knew to avoid it more than anything <laughs> yeah for sure I think that I think this is a good move Disney have made I mean I know we we are not big fans of the things that she's been saying and no. and her opinions um like I know she was saying to people don't wear a mask and uh during a pandemic which is just stupid which 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 uh, isn't an opinion it's 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 the law here <laughs> exactly it's just like like don't be an idiot but I th- I think this is a good opportunity for Lucasfilm to now bring in uh, another strong female like a strong female character like Doctor Doctor Alpha from the comics. Yeah, and I, the expanded universe. I saw someone uh, saying um, that Star Wars fans want. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name. Sorry, it's going, going really well. I mean, um, it, it doesn't begin with a. Uh, like now we're just going to be like let's list off actresses until we get. There was something going to see. Isn't it the actress that played? Uh, Xena yes because she's yes, also yes, in yes, yes. she's in Parks and Rec a little bit as well because I've been watching that recently but I can't Lucy Lawless that's the one I'm not going to be able to see no they want this is top this is top podcast content there was people say I saw it in an article so I don't I haven't actually seen a single person say this although it would be cool um, some people saying they'd like to see Lucy Lawless take over the role of Cara Dune I think if you're going to bring someone else in make them a new character we don't need Cara Dune she doesn't offer anything <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, look, the, the Gina Carano shot herself in the foot because she was going to be apparently she was going to have a strong leading role in the um, the New Republic, the Rangers of the New Republic, Rangers of the New Republic series, and she was also going to get her own spin-off series that she was going to star in. <laughs> but because she had to be a complete idiot, you know, Disney were like, "Bye, see you later." We, yeah, we don't, we don't need you. And took, I think it took them enough time, I, I think, though. It took a long. It but, took it took too long. I think personally. I mean, it was known that Pedro Pascal didn't like her and pedro pascal is just he's just a great man like I've, if he has a gut feeling about someone you trust yeah. you trust pedro pascal surely i've recently taken to the opinion that i will assume everyone in hollywood is terrible until i'm proven otherwise <laughs> just be- just because of everything that's happened over the f- like the past few years like i'm not saying it's a bad thing that we're learning these things about these people that we don't know but we watch on tv and watching films and make our films like it's. I, I think it's a good thing that we know this because it just, you know, out the terrible people. Don't let them hide away and get on with what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think it's a shame that um, that I'm not saying I'm not personally saying that all Hollywood's bad, but I think it's a shame no. that the people that are people that are quite bad in Hollywood and in in, in the industry in general, I guess, and in, I guess it counts for all industries, have been able to get away with it for so long. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, like the allegation against Josh Whedon. That's exactly week, my, like my um, point. Like uh, Christine, Chris. For those who don't know, Christine, Christina. I think that's how you say her name. Chris, Carpenter, who played yeah. Cordelia on Angel and Buffy, basically came out and said Josh Whedon was very. Um, let's just say he wasn't. He wasn't good to work with, and he was. He was very made her very uncomfortable and did some things that wasn't very fair. Fired her for being pregnant and <laughs> and mocked her religious beliefs. And it's just a shame that. It's taken until 2021 for these things to be unearthed. Yeah. Do you know it's, what I mean? It's the same. Well, that's kind of like Joss Whedon already had stuff 
against him anyway, like with um, Ray Fisher and stuff from the Justice League. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, it's just a shame. And his, ex, I mean, and his ex-wife said things about him a few years back now as well. I think, you know, it's just... At, at, at least these things are finally coming out and oh, yeah. finally trying to be dealt with, I guess. The, um, it's just a shame it's taken this long. Yeah, my point also um, about all this stuff, as I see a lot of people, they will suddenly... They will turn on everything that an actor has done, a director has made because of the allegations but don't forget that it takes hundreds of people to make those things yeah um so so many people who you know i mean for example when the allegations originally came out about uh kevin spacey and they completely oh, got this hole and they completely dropped the film uh billionaire boys club which i heard wasn't great anyway um there was a lot of people that worked in that film that would like they suddenly now their their work wasn't going to be seen by anyone and then it wasn't yeah, it think... was obviously and it was finally released at some point i haven't seen it and i heard it was quite bad anyway so i think yeah i think that's just it's it's just tough in general do you know what yeah. i mean when when you work on something with someone that's that's tied to something like this i think yeah, yeah it's going to come across with a lot of controversy yeah. but like i said the the important part about all of it is that these things come to light and people get to have justice seen for themselves and, and have closure i guess mm -hmm. um that's the important thing but yeah now, should we move on to some to some well i will assume your i will assume we can segue because yes because <laughs> segways because segways no because segways always work when you call them out because talking of gina carano uh, and the mandalorian pedro pascal has some news exactly thank you very much pedro pascal has been cast as Joel in the Last of Us TV series, um, alongside Bill Ramsey as Ellie. It's been confirmed that the creator Neil Druckmann, alongside the Chernobyl creator of the HBO show Craig Manzin, is going to executive produce and write the scripts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is this is very very for you very, very exciting for yeah. me. I mean, look, I'm I'm. It's no it's no secret to my friends. The Last of Us, especially the first game. Um, was very important to me, and it's a very it's a game that's very close to my heart. I was very nervous when they first announced. I want to say late last year that they were making the Last of Us TV show. Yeah. Um, because the the thing with, the thing with games nowadays, especially Naughty Dog, who create created the Last of Us and other games like Uncharted, is they're so cinematic already. Mm -hmm. Like like their most recent games, Uncharted Four and The Last of Us Part Two they are basically playable films because a lot of that is so cinematic you can watch it oh yeah uh, so i th i think to decide to tackle this and make it a tv show was very it, it, it was very uneasy for me because i want them to do it well but, but the first game is holds such a special place in my heart but then when they said that you know that the, the creators of the chernobyl show were jumping on board and all the creative team behind the games are still going to be on it. And then they announced Bill Ramsey and Pedro Pascal. It's it's made me very excited because I think Pedro Pascal is an amazing actor, and I think he'll he'll definitely bring something unique to the role of Joel. Um, yeah, which is very exciting. I think Bill Ramsey's great as well. You know, she was great in Game of Thrones. She was good in his Dark Materials. It'll be good to see someone else to try and tackle the role. But yeah, it's very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I think they've got they've got good people involved so that like i have some faith in it yeah um, i mean it's it's known that it's they're basically going to not recreate but they're going to emulate the story of the first game which makes much sense 
Yeah, of course. I mean, I imagine that's what they would do. Um, I've seen game. I've seen. I, I know the whole story of the first game because I watched it uh, played by Nolan North and Troy Baker themselves. <laughs> um, and it's it's good. You know, it's a very it's a very you know. I like the Uncharted games. Maybe I think The Last of Us has a few mechanics that's not don't appeal to me. It as yeah, that's fair. So, but it's no. It definitely looks like a great. It's a great game. It is a great story. So. It's, it would be interesting to see how they handle it, you know, if we ever actually get to see it because it's going to be on HBO Max. But true, I mean, look, I think if, <laughs> if, if any company can pull this off, it probably would be HBO due to the money they have behind it. But yeah. I think the, the, the worrying thing for me is the performances in the game by like Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, especially in the first one, Joel mm-hmm. Nelly. Um, the scene that, without without spoiling the game, there's a, there's a scene right at the start with Joel. And there's also a scene, I want to say, three quarters of the way in to the game uh, with Joel and Ellie. And if you've played the game, you'll know exactly the two scenes I'm talking about. But they're, they're so emotive and the performances that are, that are coming across are so raw and so honest. It would be hard to emulate that again, but those scenes are also crucial to this story. Yeah. So it's it's my worry is how they're going to tackle those things in particular. Are they going to try and do it the same way? Are they going to try and go past it? Are they going to try and try and make it a bit different somehow? I think um, it'll be very interesting to see how it how it comes across. Yeah, I think they'll try and add. They'll try and do something a bit different. They'll try and you know differentiate it from the games in some way, because yeah. it's, then it's because really you're making it for the fans of the games. Like I, I know that they're probably making it so that more people more people will probably watch this and not know that, that it's based on a game. Um, maybe if it's going to be if it's broadcast on tv that is but that that probably won't happen um it might but i feel like they need to do something a bit different if they are going to appeal to the people who played the game like they're going to want to see it either way but if it is just the same then it is they're like you have already played the games and then you're watching just watching it again you want it to be different exactly yeah they need they need to keep the elements of the story they're important but do it in a yeah. different way so it still keeps us engaged I think mm-hmm. and I mean you know in a time of living in a pandemic what's better than having a TV show about a pandemic that ruins the world I saw that that so. was um, that, that was some of the complaints against the timing of the second game when it came out well yeah the second game came out at pretty the much pandemic. the start yeah, well, they delayed yeah. it didn't they and it came out a bit later because I, yeah. remember, I remember getting in spending a week playing it and just being in all like the the graphics and the story was amazing i mean that's a, that's another story yeah. those games are an episode in itself talking about those yeah games. i still i still don't even know uh i know some things about the second game but i haven't seen anything really oh it's 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 worth it it's it's, it's oh yeah i imagine special. it is very special okay well all right last bit of news it's a bit shorter and it's it's, it's more it's more sad I'd say, but I also think it's it's maybe come at the right time, but I'll, I'll explain why in a minute. But um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has confirmed to be ending uh, with its next series, Series 9. Um, they confirmed this, at the time of recording, they, rec- they confirmed this yesterday, and um, Dan Gore, one of the creators, brought out a statement that ended with the, we ended with the line, I know some people were disappointed it's ending so soon, but honestly, I'm grateful it lasted this long title of my sex tape which is obviously a running <laughs> yeah, yeah. gag of the show um, you know look 
Brooklyn Nine Nine is a fantastic show. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's it great. Yeah. One of those, it's one of those shows that will really pick you up if you're down. You can put you can put it on in any mood and still enjoy it. I yeah. think as much as I don't want it to end, I think it's good that they're ending it when they've chosen to. Personally, That's always the best time to end anything is choosing when to end it. <laughs> Exactly, and it's it's always good to end it on a high as well. Like it couldn't be even more popular right now, which is why I think it's the best time for it to go. Because obviously, when there was the axe a couple of years ago, we didn't know if it'd come back, and then all the fans got together and brought it back and got it to NBC. Wasn't it like to... it was cancelled, and then the next like couple of days, in the next couple of days, it was announced that it's like, oh, it's going to somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it was twenty four hours. I literally think it was it was yeah. cancelled one night 20 like less than 24 hours later it was picked up by NBC purely due to that to the backlash and I think I think instead of having it waited long enough for that to happen again I think it's good that they've got look this is the right time the story kind of hits it's because it's not that kind of show where you can round it off with a nice bow in, in a way of all this because it, it's, it's a show about these people's lives so it'll be good to just kind of get to a point where we go we can kind of infer for ourselves what they do from now on and well, they'll... you never know. It might it might come back one day. It might be brought in other media, isn't, and isn't it? It's the it's the same creators as um, Parks and Recreation, I believe. As far as I know, yeah, I think it's got some of the same people involved. Maybe not everyone, um, but they'll probably do something at the end where they're gonna they'll they might they they'll either flash forward or they'll leave them all in positions where it's like, okay, that's their lives now. Yeah, so it will definitely leave us off in a way because if. Because Parks and Rec leaves you in that way where it's like, oh, it shows you what happens after the show's finished. Like, that oh, the characters go on to do this thing, these things in their lives. Yeah, so exactly. They'll probably I mean, do something like that. It, it is such a great show. I mean, I, I, if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend to, jumping to, on and watching it. To be fair, you say the next series is series nine. I think so. Well, it's ending in series nine. Yeah, the, ne- the next so it's going to end with se- this series nine. I've only seen up to season six, so. <laughs> Jesus. But that's because that's what's available on UK Netflix. I mean, I'm sure that I've got it. It's either, it's look, it's ending in either season eight or season nine. People are shining their phones saying, "Why don't you know this?" Because I'll be honest, I didn't think of saying all of this just until just before we recorded. Just, just. just could just look it up i'm looking it up now yeah but yeah well look, no no they can find out for to the end after season ending. eight so there you go i got it wrong but still i told you it was ending so what more do you need so i'm not that far behind <laughs> no you've only got like a see two seasons to catch up on well technically one because season eight hasn't started yet yeah no that's a good point one 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 then yeah yeah one well this has been a what a car crash well i'm still so excited that a show, even though this isn't really news anymore, um, that that we're getting more seasons of. It's always a study in Philadelphia. A show that will never oh. end. <laughs> it's just great, though. I love it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The best thing about that show is when you realise it started in I think two thousand and five. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Because I, I, you were obviously you're younger than me, obviously, but I was nine in two thousand and five. That's that's. Genuine. How was I? Was like eight, you would have been eight, yeah. Seven. You would have been seven, turning Five, eight, eight, yeah. I would have been eight, turning nine. <laughs> that is, that is actually genuinely quite scary. Yeah, and like I've discovered the show. I think two years ago now. Um, yeah, I went at the start of lockdown. I went for a big binge phase. I just such a good just show. them all. It's yeah. such a good show. <laughs> and they would they have yeah. an extra an extra four seasons coming. So. Christ, okay. 
I'm wondering how are they going to still be because obviously it's Disney that own it now, so I imagine they're still going to be on TV on Fox. Or yeah, FX, and then I assume one. it'll be on Stars or whatever it's called. Yeah, Disney's new Star platform. Which yeah, is released at the end of the month for adult content. Which I'm looking forward to. It looks, looks like it's got quite a few um, yeah. good content drops on there. It, the, it's, it's technically their biggest content drop because they haven't done a content drop like that. <laughs> That's also true. But they they announced they had they have that image, don't they? That has like it's the shape of a star, and it has every the name of all the things they're dropping. And it's funny because you can see Die Hard two, Die Hard three, but not the first one, which I still haven't seen. <laughs> Have you have you not watched Die Hard? It's just not been available on anything like, and I don't watch things illegally, so. <laughs> You're a good man. Um, well, so... that might change if we don't get uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League in this country. You're gonna have to watch it illegally because we need to talk about it. So. I think we're but... gonna we'll get it, but. I just I don't say, know. everyone listening, please watch your films legally. Don't don't do it legally. We don't do that. You should watch everything legally. Thank you. That's what I'll be saying on this subject. Unless you're going to release Disney Plus three months after The Mandalorian, in which case you expected everyone to watch it illegally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was just a different, that was a different story altogether. I was not waiting three months. You did? <laughs> yeah, no, I actually waited over a year, to be fair, so I'm talking out my ass. You started watching it and you were like, eh, I'll come back to it later. <laughs> it just didn't grip me the first season as much as season two did. It's funny because I prefer season one. Oh. Because season two was too fan servicey. There, I said it. Yeah, I can see that. It was it was extremely fan servicey, but it just the story got me more. See, even then, I think the story of the first one was still more interesting. But yeah, that's that's opinions for you. We all have them. We all have them. Don't you forget it. Yeah. Is there any other news? Is there any like anything? I'm gonna quickly go on and see what's trending on Twitter. Because okay. That's, you that? that's where I'll, I get my news. I'll we'll see keep you talking. We'll keep talking. Um. Uh, what's his name? Jack Black was cast in the Borderlands film. Am I that's, making that up? That's a good shout. Um, as Claptrap, who's a likable character. I've not played anything of Borderlands. I know Kate Blanchett's in it, so that's interesting. And Kevin Hart's in it, isn't he as well? So yeah. Yeah. Oh, apparently, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as well. Oh Jesus. Okay. That's really expanded. And Oscar Isaac is still attached to play Solid Snake in uh, Gears of uh, Gears Gears of War, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, there's people screaming at the phone right now. I saw the word gear and Gears of War was the first thing that came out because I've seen I've not played again. I've not played a single Metal Gear Solid game, but I've seen gameplay from all of them. I've seen the whole thing, and I can kind of know enough to explain what the hell is going on. I can at least say I've played some of them. I've not played all of them, but I've played some of them. I enjoyed what I played, to be fair. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's it's. I think it's. I mean, Oscar Isaac. I like him anyway. Yeah. I do think it's a decent casting. But oh, again, yeah. I think yeah. it's one of those casting that we just won't we won't know until we've seen a bit of it. It's been we've talked about for a l- It's been talked about a long time though that casting. So and he's got a lot as well because he's also doing uh, well rumored to be doing Moon Knight. Oh yeah. Um, He's got. I'm sure there's some other things as well. But he's, he's... isn't Ethan Hawke is in Moon Knight playing the villain apparently. Yes, yes, apparently. I like Ethan Hawke. Another good actor. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen him in much, but um, he's really good in Boyhood. Need to see Boyhood. It's actually. on something. I think it's on Netflix. 
I've never seen Boyhood. It's a really good oh, film. I've shot shot over the course of twelve years. Jesus. And that's mad. it's it's no, it's a really interesting concept handled really well. And Patricia Arquette won an Oscar for it. Did she actually? Yep, I think Best Supporting Actress. Hmm. I think. Even though I'd say she has a very... I don't know, I was about to say... <laughs> let's not go into that. What have we? So there's no more news? No, I think we've burnt that out, personally. I think we've... <laughs> burnt it out, yeah. We've, we've, we've burnt... Uh, we've, uh, we've, we've, we've killed that. We've overstayed our welcome. We've overstayed our welcome with the new segment. <laughs> but hey, that's what we do best, kids. Yeah. Um... So Connor, let's let's move this along. Let's let's talk about let's talk about film trailers. Sorry, just one second. Pr- Patricia Arquette was once married to Nicolas Cage, Ghost Rider. Can I say that? And... That was going to be a great segue that you just. <laughs> and she was also married to Thomas Jane, who played the Punisher <laughs> in a Punisher movie. <laughs> I'm gen. I'm, that that segue's ruined now. Film no, go trailers. on. Go on. Talk... No, go on. film trailers. Let's I... talk about them. film trailers. <laughs> let's let's go. Uh, so, uh, in what? the past couple of weeks, a few film trailers have come out. We're uh, going to talk about yeah, not many, <laughs> not many. But we're going to talk about a couple of our personal favourites. We're going to talk about the Fast Nine. Favourites is favourites is a stretch, but yeah, go on. <laughs> okay, well, the the trailers that that captivated us the most, I'd say, the only trailers that are worth talking about. <laughs> for me, yeah, and for you, it'll be the trailers that I text you and told you to watch. So, first off, is it that like? Ten. It's not even how, how long it is. That F Fast Nine trailer, the little, the short one. That's just. It's about forty seconds long. Okay. So, um, which one do you want to start with? That. I'd say yeah. Let's start with Fast Nine. Let's let's work in a let's let's work let's work with that. Okay. Who wants to start? Oh, we didn't we didn't decide on that, did no. we? You or me? I don't know. I'll go first. It? it looks Maybe bloody. The podcast. Maybe we should just stop. I'll go first. Okay. It looks awful. Oh, come on. It looks, it looks fun. No, I don't know what's going on, and not in a good way. That film doesn't... That trailer shows us nothing, and the film was but, supposed to come out last year. To be fair, there is a pandemic going on. And it so is, but it is, but it is, enta- it is funny that the first trailer reveals absolutely everything, and this trailer shows nothing. But look, John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother. What more do you want in a film? Apart from a coherent story. To be fair, I love that. I love the idea that John Cena is somehow Vin Diesel's brother. But why not wait until the film is out to reveal that in the film and not in the first trailer? Yeah, to be fair, look. So, we don't really know what the plot is for Fast Night. They've not really revealed anything. All we know is that Dom and his team have to come back together. um, Because at the end of Fast 8, they kind of all decide that they're going to retire, like they do at the end of every film. Mm -hmm. And then at the start of every film, they come back together because it's all about family and the big Corona, which I'm sure they're not no longer using. Oh, of course they are. Uh, They're still going to use that. They're going to use it because it was filmed before. And Corona needs needs the money because apparently their sales dropped off at the beginning of the pandemic. I wonder why. (laughs) But um, yeah, so they come together to fight this ultimate threat that we don't know what it is yet who knows maybe the universe is imploding this time but well, everybody's um, back this time john cena's in back. it charlie theron's back whoever plays uh jason statham's mother is back helen mirror That's how it. do you not i couldn't remember which one it was i couldn't remember which one it was it was either helen mirror or judy dench <laughs> oh, i love helen. helen mirror if you're listening i love you jason statham's not in this one is he 
he's well, he's not been confirmed. He, him and Ryan the Rock Johnson have not been confirmed to be in the film because the thought is they're leaving them for their own their, their sequel to the spin-off. And, and the, also the Rock the, and Vin the, Diesel don't like each other anymore. Yeah, but the rumor is that they'll come back for Fast Ten, which is going to end the front end the main series. No, uh, actually, they're doing a ten and eleven. Oh, sorry, yeah. uh, Fast Eleven then. <laughs> uh, again, I need to, I really need to research this before we get on the record because I've got so many things wrong today. Ah, it doesn't matter. I had, I mean, I've even had the articles on the screen in front of me. It doesn't matter. Reason, instead of reading them, I've been guessing it. It doesn't matter. Next time, we'll just make up the news. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the, okay, this this. 40 second trailer shows us some fast cuts of cars and gear changes and a car flying through a building and then Vin Diesel going family so it's it's fast and furious what, what more do you want if you're watching those films well apparently that that four second shot of the car going through oh, the shop into the truck is a all real is all practical there's definitely obviously had... there's definitely a lot of like CG touch ups obviously as is always, but um, no, yeah, there was a. Uh, I've seen the clip where it's it's being like pulled on like some sort of wire fr- through the building into the truck. Well, yeah, apparently that film that that shot itself took something like eighteen months to plan. I was like stupid for the four second shot. Well, it'd have to take a while to plan it, but yeah, no, that that's cool. Like the the practical side that they sometimes do a lot because there's a lot of CGI in those films as well. But yeah, I mean the stunts and the action in these films as they've gone on have always been. Like fun to watch. Oh yeah. The only the only one I've I've generally gone what the hell is in in uh, Fast Eight, where there's a heat seeking missile coming across the ice and the Rock just easily pushes it with his, I think it's his feet or his hands, and it's like that would that would melt. I'm it sorry. That's the one you don't like when there's that shot in I think it's Fast Six when the Rock is flung into the air, catches Letty and lands on a car. That's fast. That's that's Vin Diesel, I think. That's great though. That's it. Did I say Vin Diesel? Or did I say The Rock. I think it's The Rock. I don't. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. Um, <laughs> muscly bald men. Uh, oh, you don't like this. You're not. You're not a fan of these films anymore, are you? I've never been a fan of these films. I've only just watched them. For, I think I like the fifth one, <laughs> and I actually liked I like the seventh one when I saw it initially. Um, Any time I've gone back to it, I've just not been able to retain my interest. And I enjoyed the eighth one the first time I saw it, but then nah, I can't go back to those films. I don't. Know, it's they, they are fun to watch, I think, and I think I think Fast Nine will be fun still. I think at least the first time you see them, yeah, they're fun, but they're not. They don't have a lot of rewatchability for me. Do you reckon they'll go into space at some point? Yeah, apparently, they're going into space in this one. But my idea is they need to go into space at one point, and then whatever the next one does, something needs to happen where. They have to. They're either. It's either set in an apocalyptic world and something's happened. Something has changed, like fundamentally changed their world. And to, the only way to save it is to go back in time. Ah, oh, the thing is, you can. I genuinely see that happening as well. Which yeah. is the that. Yeah. Also, they, do it. I'd like to plug something right now, just because. Uh, spoilers for the first Fast and Furious Nine trailer, because. It spoiled everything for the film. Um, we, we've already spoiled it about ten minutes ago, to be fair. Han is back after we see him explode yes. in his car. Um, but yes, he is. So but... he has to have come back somehow. And uh, I want to plug something here, which is uh, the Story Break podcast, which is about people trying to write uh, pitches for 
whatever film ideas. And a while back, they came up with an idea for a Fast and Furious X, they called it, because it was going to involve going into space, and it was going to involve Hun coming back, but as an alien. Yeah. So, um, if that happens, I just wanted to shout that out. (laughs) I think... I think the penultimate film, whether it's because we've got Fast Nine, I think it should end with with a, a tease of space, right? Well, they're and essentially, I think, I think, with ten and eleven, they're essentially trying to do an Avengers Infinity War Endgame finale. Exactly, exactly. And I think, I think ten will end with like Vin Diesel being stuck on the moon or something, and it's like <laughs> they're like, he's like, I need my family. I'm stuck on the moon, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's stuck on the moon!" Now, what's going to happen? Fast Eleven is all about him being stuck on the moon, and then Riddick will turn up along with Triple X, and it will be a Diesel universe. <laughs> oh god, Brute will be there, the Iron Giant, they'll all be there. Okay, so what I want to happen is in the tenth one, Vin Diesel needs to die. He needs to. Be he needs to die at the end of it. The I think. most, you know, he needs to die in ten. The most emotional death ever, and it will be like a few years later or something like that. And um, we'll, we'll uh, let's choose a character. Let's say it could be The Rock, it could be Tyrese Gibson, um, it could be Ludacris, yeah. any of them, but not anyone who's like that close to The Rock, or just one of the people he worked with. And they need to be doing something, whatever, in their life, like, you know, in the world without Vin Diesel, they've got to be upset. And then someone walks into them, he's got the Vin Diesel, like, you know, his uh, cross necklace, and he's yes. wearing and he's wearing the vest. And they're like, yes. who are you? And he's like, I'm Vin Diesel's son from the future. You need to help me save my father. Uh, <laughs> you need to, we need to bring my father back. His death I changes. Do a, I do a Batman versus Superman Flash and Nightmare <laughs> sequence. But like he walks in and like all you see is that it's a shot of just the cross on the vest. And it like pans up, but it's like he's not bald because he's young. Um, <laughs> and what's his son's name? Brian? Yeah, yeah, and they're like, "Who are you?" He's like, "My name's Brian. We need to save my family." <laughs> but the thing is, if you die, what better way for him to die than on the moon? I'm on the moon. I'm no, the, that's the that's moon. the end of the eleventh one where he's with the, his future son. Like this is pre- this is past Vin Diesel with his future son, and they're talking, and it's like we need to stop this big you know apocalyptic event from ever happening and he's like i need to go and do this and he's like no but this is what will kill you or something like that and it's like no son i have to do this for my family for my oh and then he holds he holds up one last corona beer as he downs driving on the moon downs a corona gets in his rocket gets blasted to the moon or blasted to something in space it's like maybe a giant spaceship and then that blows up with him on board and then there's a statue to dominic toretto (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but then it turns into like the Dark Knight Rises, so there'll be the Statue of Dominic Toretto, Tyrese is sitting, <laughs> and then later on, <laughs> sitting with the, with the Statue of Vader, and he's just not happy. And then later on, Letty, no, not Letty. Uh, who else? Who else? Just think, name me a character, quick. The Rock, his his the sister. Rockies. No, John uh, Cena, because John Cena's going to be a part of the franchise now. John Cena, let's go. The one that he's on holiday. John Cena's on holiday in Italy, and he in looks Italy. across and he sees Vin Diesel with a Corona, talking and he to holds Letty. his Corona up. And suddenly nods, and on his T-shirt, it will just be saying, "Family." Uh, End of franchise. I think we just wrote the next two movies. Get at us, Universal. Like, Justin Lin, if you're listening, which I know you are, hit us up. Hit us up. Are at, they uh, reach, reach us at, reach us on uh, on Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, hit us handles. up. <laughs> we'll make a social media soon. Hit us up on that. Yeah, hit us up, and we'll write the next films for you. You don't have to do anything. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Well, look, the Fast Nine Super Bowl. We don't really spoke about the TV spot because it's it shit. Looks, I think it looks. I think it looks fun. Kyle doesn't like the look of it. But let's move on. Let's look. Let's move on to something that I think we're both excited for. I would also like to just set a tone that I think I'm the cynical person in this because are you going to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier next? Yes. Okay. I didn't think it was a very good trailer. Oh my god! Here we go. But guys. here's the here's the thing. I'm so excited for it. I just didn't think the trailer was very good. Okay, well, I think I think I think this trailer was a lot stronger than the first trailer. The first trailer that was released. The first um, was just a little teaser, though, wasn't it? Yeah. When was that? Like, I want to say three months ago, maybe. I have no idea. It was a while ago. <laughs> um, but when when that first trailer was released, it didn't really get me excited for the show. I didn't read. Really, I like the premise of the show. I like what what the the fact it's going to be Bucky and and Sam. Um, but this trailer really actually got me on board. Um, but let's let's break it down a little bit. Obviously, I'm not going to say these are these are spoilers for the trailer. We know nothing about the show yeah, itself. We've anything the show. Anything we're going to talk we're, about is in the trailer, and anything else we say is pure speculation. Exactly. We're not employed by Disney as much as we might like to be. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, Marvel. But um, yeah, this is pure our thoughts and theories. But let's let's break it down. So I like the fact it starts off with Sam and Bucky, which what looks like they're in this kind of therapy basically yeah couples therapy <laughs> i think that's easily they've been arrested so that or like they are working for the government and it's like you guys don't work well together we need to figure out what's wrong with you we need to get to the bottom of this you know sort out your problems kind of thing or they could have been arrested yeah i feel like if they're arrested they'd be at least cuffed because they are dangerous and the winter soldier is literally a super soldier <laughs> with a metal arm <laughs> with a metal arm yeah that's true <laughs> so that's i think I like, whoever it like... is they're working for these people but yeah I like the banter they clearly have in this series. The kind of well, not, maybe not the banter is the wrong word, but um, but the, the the relationship they have of this kind of they're working together. They do kind of hate each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fal- Falcon just wants to piss him off. Like he just wants to annoy Bucky to till he explodes, basically. Which I is, really enjoy that aspect. Which I yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they do with that. I just don't I don't think there was enough of that shown in the trailers. I don't know. I'm just. I've not got an idea of what they're doing with it. But then again, that's maybe what they're trying to do. They obviously don't want to reveal too much. That's always been the Marvel way. Yeah, I think. I think they're they're definitely keeping the plot close to their chest because obviously all we know is that um, uh, at the end of Avengers Endgame, you know, spoilers for the end of Avengers Endgame. If you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what planet you're on. But mm-hmm. um, uh, Sam was given the shield. Uh, and the mantle of Captain America, and that's where we leave them off. You know, Sam and Bucky. Um, Sam's now apparently Captain America, and we don't know what's happening next. And then this obviously picks up quite soon after. Um, Sam still has the shield, but you can definitely see there's this kind of. I don't think it's hinted enough well enough in the trailer. Maybe this is what I've been getting from uh, little shots here and there, and like interviews with the with the, with the stars. But he's definitely. Uh, toying with the idea of taking up this yeah mantle, not sure if he if he can accept it because he doesn't. And I think Anthony Mackie said this as well. He doesn't officially accept it. He just takes the shield from this old man and says, "I'll I'll, I'll, I'll try." Yeah, he All says, right. "I'll do my best." Um, but it's not, that doesn't necessarily mean he wants to be. No, of course, Captain America. It's and I think I think there's a shot as well. Sorry, I think there's a shot in the trailer as well where he's holding. The, the shield with the banner of Captain America to the left of him yeah. I'm sure that must that must be Steve Rogers' funeral surely 
I mean, it could be, it might not be, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, I don't know, I feel like, because if it's Steve Rogers' funeral, there's going to be more than just him there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everyone was at Tony Stark's funeral. Maybe, I mean, well, maybe more will turn up. I don't, I Possibly. hope they don't do that, because then that just feels like it's just, it becomes a trope then for those films. In that yeah, sense, it, like, the Civil War has a funeral. I don't, Winter Soldier doesn't have a funeral, obviously, but you know what I mean. Yeah, true. But, but yeah, I guess, I guess what this, what this trailer was trying to infer that is that Sam and Bucky are going on this, this mission uh, against a group that are known in the comics as the Flag Smashers, but also against Baron Zemo. Well, it's, it's, um, it's the group are called the Flag Smashers, and there's a character in the comics called Flag Smasher. Sorry, yes. Yeah. And um, and also against Baron Zemo, who we last saw in Civil War. Yep. Who who I'm personally is thrilled this this back. Oh yeah. He's going to have the mask as well, which I'm buzzing about because it's always it's always nice to see a a, a character don their comic accurate costume. Yeah. At least it's not. Wait, I hope at least it's not going to be like you know the the proper bright purple of the comics because you know comics can do that kind of stuff and get away with it. But yeah, True, no, I yeah, like the look more in tone. Yeah, I like the look of the mask that we've what we've seen of it. Uh, Return of Sharon Carter as well. Doing Shield something. Peggy's niece. <laughs> Last time we saw her, she was uh, snogging Captain America, and then he decided to go back in time and live with her aunt. Yeah, so that was that always was that's something that everyone's kind of universally agreed was a weird moment and unneeded. I think even the obviously even Marvel themselves because they didn't stick with it. Yeah, it was very odd, wasn't it? Yeah very odd okay so what why why didn't you like the trailer then? So i don't know what... i just i think it is more because i don't i like to have an idea of what's what i'm going what i'm going what's i like to have an idea of what i'm gonna be putting myself through in terms of i like to see what the story is maybe going to be about and i don't think we got any hint or anything like that and it did feel more like it was just showing us stuff just showing us oh this is what's gonna this is these are cool little things that are gonna happen you know and i I know we've obviously there's a lot that's been said well, like about people who are going to show up throughout the series and stuff like that, and it is still I'm still excited for it. Don't get me wrong, but it I don't know. I think I'm just going off of trailers more and more. Yeah, I've, yeah, I can see that. Like I don't mind that watching one trailer thing and then going in or not watching trailers and going into a film. I I really I get more out of it. I think when I don't see the trailers, so maybe that's what it is. I'm just a bit tired of trailers because they're all kind of the same. I do, I do kind of agree with you with with the sentiment of this trailer. It was definitely much more a mishmash of uh, shots and cool moments added together, and it didn't really. The only plot elements we got from it was they're on a mission, they're not getting along, yeah, and that um, Zemo's back, Sharon Carter's back, and she's been on the run, and they're fighting against this 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 group that again we don't know what it's for, and we know that that, that the government kind of make their own new Captain America of some sort. Yes, uh, portrayed um, by Wyatt Russell. Yes. Although we haven't seen his face in any of the trailers. We have not. That is we have seen him running and high-fiving a guy, and that is it. By same shot in both trailers, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so again, like you said, I think not a lot's known about the plot, but then you can say the same for WandaVision. Yeah, we didn't. We, we knew even less about WandaVision. That's very true. Like going into, I mean, that's why like, this is Marvel's way. They don't like to reveal too much. Uh, yeah, this this trailer definitely. I, I don't know what it was, but it did get me on board. 
like the first look at the show I just wasn't too bothered about but with this one maybe it was the music choice they did and maybe it was the way they did the trailer together but by the end of it I was like no that actually looks like a real yeah good fun show like I feel like I'm really going to enjoy it it might not it might not have the same kind of talking points as one division but that probably won't be the point of this show it, it will still it will still have people talk about it week to oh, week yeah. but I think I think it won't have that over arching mystery element that one division has but then again you know I, I could be wrong we could watch it and we're even more um perplexed at what's going on yeah i think it will have its own reveals obviously it will have its own little mysteries and stuff like that like what what's zemo up to now what are the flag smashes up to apparently we're gonna see some some other people show up like batrock the leaper yeah um repri- uh, reprise from the Winter Soldier, the same actor. I don't know who he is off the top of my head, so sorry. Um, apparently, Florence Pugh is going to show up as uh, Yelena, whatever her name is. Is it Yelena? Yes, Yelena from uh, Black Widow. Yes, who uh, we haven't seen yet, but it's going to tie into that in some way. That would be very... I mean, that would also be interesting as a fact of this show would have been made with Black, Mid- Black Widow being well, released beforehand in mind. Well, I think... Yeah, I think that's why, um, even though it may not get a th- theatre release, I think we're still going to see Black Widow very soon. Yeah, I th- I very much think they're going to do a Disney Plus pay to release, yeah. but I don't think I don't think they'll do what they did with Mulan and release it a couple of months late, like a couple of weeks later for oh, free. Yeah, no. I don't think they'll. Do... I think they'll. Or at least if they do to... do that, they're not going to tell people. No, yeah, I think it'll be. <laughs> You can pay to rent it for a certain amount of time, yeah, and then it gets taken away. I think the re- I think part of the reason why maybe Disney did that initially, uh, they did it like they were like, oh, we're gonna release Mulan on this day. You pay this much to watch it, and for in like a twenty-four hour period or whatever it was. Um, but we're releasing it for free in a few months, so if you want to wait till then, you can. I think the reason they did that is because they don't really want to make that the model going forward. Yeah, I feel like which the- you can see why as well. The film industry definitely wants to maybe advance with the times, but they also want to keep movie theatres open, which I'm still 100% for. But it's funny because I was talking to my mum about this, and I love going to the cinema. I love it, like, so much. I miss Cineworld. And, I, and other cinemas aren't available because Cineworld are great. Um, <laughs> other cinemas are available. I want to make that very clear. No, they're not. Um, but... I also my favorite time to go to the cinema is like a Monday morning when it's empty. So I don't like the cinema experience with an audience. I like the cinema experience seeing a film on a big screen. Yeah, I think you know that's that's been the one of the same parts for our industry on from this pandemic is not being able to see these big films on the big screen. Do you know what I mean? Like by yeah. now, if the last year hadn't have happened, we would we would have already had Black Widow. We would have had the Eternals. We would have already watched Falcon Winter Soldier and Black Urban um, One Division. We would have seen Dune. We would have seen Dune. They gave us I, that trailer. Heartbroken that that was delayed. I completely understood that it was delayed, but I was also heartbroken. Oh yeah, delayed because that is a film I am very excited for. And then Warner Brothers are trying to ruin any possibility of that film making any money. Yeah, it's a very controversial decision that filmmakers and fans alike and. Uh, I'm an iron about, but you can also see why they're doing it. You know, they they want to release these films, and yeah, no, you can, I can see yeah, why it. they're doing it. They do want to release those films, 
but they didn't tell most of the creators that they were doing it. That I mean, that is also a very fair point. Which you is why, tell the yeah, which is why like Denis Villeneuve he came out and he was like, I I don't like this. They're just ruining it. Because he said that there probably won't be any sequels now. They won't make. They probably won't do the TV series they were planning. That's heartbreaking. Because he's like, this film isn't going to make any money now, and it's, it's. I think it's less heartbreaking for Dune itself than it is for Denis Villeneuve, because he's such a good filmmaker. But this same thing happened. Not, not this same thing, but a similar thing happened to him with Blade Runner twenty forty nine, in that nobody watched it. Yeah, and that was fantastic. That was. Yeah, I personally think that I prefer that to the first one. I, I've only seen them both once at this time and I am planning to rewatch them both but I loved seeing Blade Runner 2049 in the cinema like yeah that experience was amazing for that and the reason why it obviously didn't loads of people didn't watch it is because the original Blade Runner had come out something like 30 years prior and while people wanted a sequel the amount of people that wanted a sequel wasn't enough yeah which is a which was quite a shame I would like to have seen more go on in that universe yeah yeah, it would have been cool. We still got a great sequel, but and I think it's fine. I don't think we need any more. It's just unfortunate that it didn't make as much money as it could, should have to warrant yeah. more. But I don't know. Denis Villeneuve, however you say his name, is uh, he's a great filmmaker, and I I want to see him succeed because he is a great filmmaker. He might be a terrible person though. Who knows? <laughs> um, I don't think he, let's let's say he's not. For this purely <laughs> for this discussion. Let's say he's a great great guy yeah um, followed, but, great, great guy followed by an awkward silence yeah I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Falcon and Winter Soldier though because I like those characters a lot yeah I've definitely grown to love Bucky as the films went on and I'm excited to see him without the um, without Cap and kind of seeing him on his own a bit more because yeah. every time we've seen Cap's always gone after him or tried to help him It'd be nice to see him with a new character and see that relationship develop. Um, but yeah, I think overall, look, I think the trailer was fun. I, I, again, not a lot has been known about the plot, and I don't think it revealed too much. But maybe that works in its benefit. I think there was a shot in there that I paused where I'm pretty sure I saw Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, but that might just be me talking. Um, but no, I am very excited about this, and it's not long to wait either. We've only got we've got less than a month, just over a month, maybe. You, it's funny, guys. Just you say you think you there was a time a shot where you might have seen Sam Jackson as Nick Fury, but that would have been all over the internet if it was true. Yeah, I just feel like I've seen it though. Maybe Ma- I'll post Ma- on the internet. Maybe I'll be the <laughs> maybe, one to reveal it. Maybe, but there's probably people that have like diced that trailer apart, slowed it down to catch every single frame. So I don't know, I mean, maybe, this be, but this could be a podcast exclusive. But he's also, as far as we know, he's in space. Oh, shit, yeah. Have you seen, uh, there was a rumour, this should really have been talked about in our uh, WandaVision episode, but um, there's a rumour that the reason why S.W.O.R.D. have been grounded is because Nick Fury is off in space doing his stuff with the Skrulls, and he's like, I'm going to take the Skrulls instead, the rest of you stay on Earth. That would make sense as well. Because that also, that leads into his um, the Secret Invasion series they're doing. I wonder if that will take place on Earth. I think it'll be a mix of match. I think it'll be space stuff and Earth stuff because we know that Ben Mendelsohn Scroll is on Earth. Yes. Talos. Um, so I think it, something will start on Earth while Nick Fury's out in space doing his thing, and they'll like bring it together. 
Yeah, I could, so I could easily see that happening, to be fair. Yeah. Okay, well, well, we've tried to speak, but we've not really spoke about that trailer, we've just <laughs> spoke about the show in general, let's there's, be honest. There's a lot, there's still a lot of good stuff coming for Marvel, I'm really excited for all of it, really, but, um... Yeah, so am I. We'll get one division out of the way first, and then obviously we'll have the Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier to to contend with. Yeah, for sure. But I think a trailer that we can we can properly get into, and maybe talk about a bit more, is the Godzilla versus Kong trailer. Final, the final kind of trailer slash film that we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Yeah. Uh, this trailer was released, I want to say, a week ago, two weeks ago. Something like that. Um, uh, obviously, it takes place in the same universe as Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, Kong Skull Island, Legendary's Monsterverse, basically. Yeah. Um, yes, but Connor, what did you think happened in that trailer? Big monsters fighting. Big lizard punched by big monkey. They punch for a bit, then they're going to be best friends when they discover that both their mums are called Mothra. Yeah, but that's weird because isn't Godzilla and Mothra meant to be in some sort of relationship? I don't know. I made a meme about it a couple of weeks ago and it didn't really take off and I was really sad. The me- but... Yeah, I mean... It it looks it looks like the dumbest fun ever. Yeah, it looks it it, it looks great, I think. But I think it will be great if I get to experience it on a cinema screen, which I don't think I'm gonna be able to do. I know that's I the think... most disappointing thing. I have to see that in cinemas. Yeah, this is a film that is made for the cinema. Oh yeah. So big for, big for screen those... bomb- bombastic speakers. You know, you need to you need to experience that film. Yeah, for sure. In all its glory. For those that haven't seen the trailer yet, go watch the trailer. But no, the trailer kind of sets up the premise of taking place after Godzilla King of the Monsters and Kong Skull Island. You know, um, these, this group, that I, it, it consists of Rebecca Hall, who's a new character. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård, who's also a new character. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Carl Chandler, who was in He's Godzilla in, King of the yeah. Monsters. I don't think... I don't know if they're all working for the same people initially. They're going to come together in some way. Um, well, okay, maybe uh, the, this group of these group of people then, let's say. But basically, you you see at the start of the trailer that Kong has been taken from his island onto this ship, and it looks like Godzilla has because we've known Godzilla to kind of be he he was always he was always made out to be kind of like this bad. I want to say bad guy, but he's not guy, is he? Well, it's he... bad thing. <clears throat> well, I think it's especially in these two recent films, he's the he's been the good guy. Yes, he's been the hero overall. Yeah, he's, he's been the, the hero of these films. Like he's obviously this giant monster causing so much havoc, but he's the hero essentially. Like he's the one that's like in the first one he saves them from the uh, the Mutos. Uh, yep. And in the second one, he's defeating Ghidorah and all that, and it's like he's the good guy. Like these people, like practically worship Godzilla. Um, but in this film, especially in this trailer, he is heavily framed as the bad guy. Yeah, it seems like something's happened to the point of he is now hell bent on destroying Earth, <laughs> and the only person that can stop him it's is a big, Kong, big monkey, a big big gorilla yeah and i mean look the try the trailer the trailer had a nice start it, it then you know when the, when the soundtrack kicked in and 
you saw the punches and the battles it was it was going off it just just looks really fun but it is the kind of film where you know they're going to punch for a little bit and then they're going to be best friends we're well, not best friends but well, they're going to team up yeah there's a lot of theories something else. there's a lot of theories about what's going to happen um what i love i think i think, I think mecha godzilla as a theory that's, yeah. is not just a theory i think that's that's going to happen well, i think it, as the, is finale the theory is because in this trailer it is clear that the that godzilla is smaller because yes. in the first and film Kong is a lot bigger as well yeah, well, Kong has grown because we were we've always been told that the Kong in Kong Skull Island, which takes place in the seventies, maybe sixties, yes. it's during the Vietnam War. Um, the Kong there is, they say, is a child essentially, like he's young, um, so yeah. he's obviously grown. But then this Godzilla does look smaller because he's at these, sh- unless these ships are massive, because Godzilla was the size of skyscrapers. There's that scene in uh, the first one where his foot comes down at the airport and it's massive it's about the size of a jumbo jet yeah he's definitely yeah he he looks like he's shrunk for sure he's not as big as we're used to seeing him which is why the theory floating around is that the the when uh, Ken Watanabe throws a nuke at Godzilla in the second one that's exactly how it happens don't don't (laughs) uh, don't don't correct me um when he throws a nuke at Godzilla and Godzilla gets all like you know mega powered up and stuff like that, yeah. Um, there's a rumor that, well, theory that that kills that Godzilla and that the, the Godzilla in this film is a different Godzilla and that Monarch have taken maybe I think Monarch I don't know who the all the organizations are, but they've taken the original Godzilla's body and somehow made Mecha Godzilla, and that the reason yeah, why apparently there's and that the reason why Godzilla's going crazy is because he knows this is happening because he's apparently there's a map in one of the scenes that he's specifically attacking monarch sites so like apparently like there's a map that's got all these markers of monarch sites so it's led to believe that that's what he's doing he's specifically attacking those sites where they're probably trying to build Mechagodzilla they do say if you if you pause on one of the first shots of the trailer i don't know if it's the first shot i think it's the first yeah uh, i think i know what you're about to say it might be yeah you can pause it and you can see the godzilla in the background is is pretty much mecha godzilla like you can see in the in the yeah in godzilla which means i think big monsters are gonna fight and then they're gonna be like oh no there's another bigger threat your doomsday and um i think that's the only problem with this kind of film is that you you do have you have the kind of like the the directors come out and said, and all the posters have said, one will fall. Like it's guaranteed that one will fall and one will rise. But well, they, they never said very... one will rise. One will fall, and that one that falls will be Mechagodzilla. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know they're going to punch. They're going to be mates. I mean, it does look like King Kong gets beat to shit in the first part of the trailer, in the first kind of fight. Um, and then he, you know, gets his super axe, which is one of the tendons from... It's, yeah, it's... Um... Closely, it's one and it's from Godzilla himself. Yeah, because um, that's part of the atomic breath. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> that was that is wicked. To be fair, how did what do you remember for the end of Godzilla King of the Monsters? Um, what happened to Godzilla himself? Because I can't remember. He stands on the wreckage of whatever city they were in, and he kind of has all the other big monsters in the world kind of gather around him and like bow down to him essentially. Oh, so he does survive. Yeah, yeah, he does. Well, that, as far as we know, he does survive. Yeah, but he could die afterwards. Um, but he's essentially king of the monsters at that point. Um, you know, because it, it has it that. I think it literally has that 
he does his like scream and then it just flashes up with the title at the end I think saying like it literally just says Gods of the King of the Monsters right I think okay, that's that how it ends I'm gonna rewatch it because I uh, um we're actually planning to do uh, an episode about those films at some point yes we're gonna so, cover um, um we're gonna cover the Kong Skull Island and also the two uh Godzilla Godzilla yeah Godzilla films um, the 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 which... only two Godzilla films none of the... <laughs> The only two that have ever ever existed, existed ever. Yeah. Don't worry about that original um, one from 1954. It doesn't exist. Um, or the one with um, the guy who played Inspector Gadget, Matthew Broderick. That's the one. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one, and I don't plan to because even the Japanese refer to that Godzilla as um, Gino Godzilla in name only. Oh. I think that's I what they call that. him. Yeah, they because it doesn't look anything like Godzilla. That one, if you look at it. If you look at like all the classic yeah. Godzilla designs, the more recent Godzilla design, uh, and then you look at 1998 Godzilla, it looks nothing. They called it Zilla in the end, didn't they? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about. I that. am. I am really excited for this though. I, I think it's going to be a good <clears throat> fun. But again, yeah, I think it is. It is sad that they're not delaying it for the cinema. I understand why they're releasing it. Um, I understand some countries will get to see it in the cinema, and mm-hmm. I'd say if you're listening to this somewhere where you can watch this in the cinema i'd say do it because yep. it's very clearly gonna be an experience a, a, a great experience i mean we'll both watch it we'll cover it as soon as it's out um but yeah, yeah. i do think you know it is, it is a shame that it's not gonna be in cinema but i'm still excited for it i'm still excited to see kong who I, that's a question actually okay if it was based in based on just the title alone <clears throat> and all the trailers apologies um godzilla versus kong who would you want to win? Godzilla. I want my boy Kong. I don't know what it is. I, I love Kong. Kong. I love Kong. I want but... him to kick Godzilla's ass. But I think Godzilla's got more. Well, like... Godzilla has atomic breath. He can Not just, just yeah, say... but we've seen that Kong has a has a way against it. I'm taking that into account though as well because if you remember in the first Godzilla when he bloody wrecks those mutos like he has more going for him i think he's smarter yeah i think i think yeah i think it's a hard one i just i just love i don't know what it is i think it's because i enjoyed kong skull island much more than i enjoyed both godzilla films yeah here's the thing i think kong skull island is a better movie it's than those two because it one it handles the human element so much better. Like I like those human characters. Yes. Well, the ones you're meant to like. <laughs> but uh, in the first Godzilla, yeah, the human characters are just dull. Like Aaron Taylor Johnson is the main character, and he's really dull. They all are. And that and that film is yeah. well. I mean, there's that's he's the only character that really matters. We get some stuff with Elizabeth Olsen as well, but she's she's not doing much. She's just there to be the character that worries about her husband. And then obviously that changes to, in the second one, you've got Millie Bobby Brown, who's reprising her role in Godzilla yeah. vs. Kong, I think should have said. She's... I don't. I need to rewatch that film. I've seen the first one more than I've seen the second one. But, um... She was good, yeah. Look, yeah, look, I think she, she was, was good, good in that. But I didn't, I didn't care... The, the problem, like you said, the problem with the Godzilla films, especially the second one, is I didn't care about any of the characters. Yeah. I went there to see... I want to see big monsters fight. Yeah, here's the, that's like. here's the yeah because here's the difference about like in when you're watching a Kong film, you go in with the expectations that it's going to be the, the the traditional Kong story, where it's yeah. the monkey is taken back to New York and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
which I'm glad they you know they obviously did their own thing with Skull Island because they're bringing it into uh, this series obviously um, but when you're watching Godzilla you're watching it for Godzilla yes you don't really care about I mean that's wrong to say but I'm not you saying care more you're not about watch- Godzilla yeah. than the human element of that film and I'm not saying you're watching Kong you're not watching Kong for Kong I'm saying that more so the Godzilla films are about Godzilla <laughs> I don't know yeah. I don't know it's hard to explain but um I do I do think that they make and I think it's going to be evident in this one as well they make the human aspect of it too complicating it's the it's exact, too complicated it's the issue Sorry. yeah it's the issue with um with the Transformers films as well yes nobody gives a crap about the humans like nobody Nobody's going into those no. films going like, I can't wait to see what adventures Mark Wahlberg's getting up to in this film, or Sam Witwicky or whoever. No, you're looking, you want to go and watch Optimus Prime stab a giant robot through the head. Like, that's what yeah, you that's want to see. But they hide it behind all this stupid human drama that nobody cares about. It's like, what, why does Hollywood still think that we want to go to the cinema to watch these monster movies, these giant robot movies? And still have to focus on the human drama. Just make yeah, dumb, just giant robots fighting each other movies. Yeah, just show me monsters hitting each other. Yeah, I want to. I want to see King Kong and Godzilla just punch the shit yeah. out of each other. Which is, That's I, I still, I enjoyed uh, King of the Monsters when I watched it, even though I know it wasn't great. Like the story's not very interesting. The human characters are dull, and um, it's quite a dark film as well in terms of lighting. <laughs> Um, so you yeah, can't see a lot of what's see. happening but this film looks like it's changed, this film looks quite bright it also just looks a lot different in tone as well Hell yeah! it just it, it looks more of a monster mashup fighting film but I do think I am worried that they're going to make the human element a bit too complicated probably, of course they but, are, they're going to do that You know, it, it just waits to be seen, we will cover it You know, when it comes out we'll both find a way to watch it if, if we have to rent it and then yeah um, we will talk about it on that, that week's episode, which will be very exciting. I mean, I am excited for it. Mm-hmm. It comes out, I want to say, the middle of March? Oh, End yeah. of March. Quite soon. So interna- internationally, uh, the 26th of March 2021 is all they've said. They've not said how. I think, I think bearing in mind how Wonder Woman was released in this country, you could rent it for like £15 on Amazon Prime for like a limited we, amount of time. We got it late, though. We got it a month. We got Wonder Woman a month late. Yeah, so, I, th- I think it'll be something like that. I hope hopefully we, it's yeah. not. Hopefully it's not late. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but speaking no, I'm, I'm of uh, the, the Godzillas, um, I recently saw this as an ad on on Instagram. But uh, HMV have got an exclusive Godzilla like 4K Blu-ray box set thing. I say box Ooh. set. It's the first film. But it comes with, I think it's got like a little art. I don't think it's got an art book. It's got a little book thing. It's got some art cards, I believe, and uh, a double-sided poster. <laughs> oh, very nice. And uh, I don't even have a 4K Blu-ray player or a 4K TV, but I want it. <laughs> oh, I don't blame it. To be fair, I just want to also say that other retailers are available, but HMV are great. Well, the, it's yeah. HMV exclusive. That's why I said it. <laughs> I know. I just... Just don't wanna, I just don't want to get like, You can't tell them other retailers are available when they're not going to have that thing. If you want to buy right, that I'm, thing, you I'm have a, to buy it from HMV. Other retailers are not available. I take it. I take back what I said. And in this country, there is literally not another retailer that specifically sells new releases like that. 
True. You can get is, some from is... Tesco and Sainsbury's and all that. But that's HMV's MO. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I already know the answer to this question. But out of the three trailers we've talked about, how would you rank them from, uh, let's say, from best trailer to worst trailer? Not just in terms of your enjoyment, but maybe in terms of, you know, maybe the best put together one, the best, the, the fun one, all that kind of stuff. I, this isn't like this. I'm not. I'm going to try and look at this as more of a not not my preference. I'm going to look at this as how yeah how I think the trailers are made. Um, I do think the worst one is the Fast and Furious one because it's just poorly edited. Okay. Because it is just 40 seconds, but I think you'd probably see shots from about I don't know some crazy number of clips. Like there's so much put in there, but nothing. Yeah. I so can, I can see why. Yeah. So that's why I think that's the worst one. Um, I think. Falcon and the Winter Soldier one is in the middle because it is just showing clips of things that happen but not really telling us a lot. Whereas the best one, which I do think is Godzilla vs. Kong, shows us a lot, shows us action, because that's what will get people into the cinemas with that film. Um, and it kind of gives us hints towards what's going on in the story. Godzilla's gone crazy yeah. for some reason, and we need Kong to stop him. So that's what I think. Good. I like, I like, I'd, I'd say I'm pretty much the same. I think. I think Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Fast Nine. I'd probably put on the same level. I think. I think when I first watched Falcon, Winter Soldier trailer, it was much higher. But thinking about it, it doesn't reveal too too much for my liking. Yeah. Which and again, I really enjoyed it. But Godzilla, Godzilla vs Kong is the one that made me go like I'm actually proper yeah. excited for this film. Again, um, obviously. There's not there's nothing really wrong with the trailer, the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. It's it's doing what it is meant to do, especially with the way Marvel operate and they don't want to reveal a lot. And you can even you could even say take uh, as a negative for the Godzilla vs Kong trailer is it could be showing us some of the best moments of the film. Yes, that is a very good point. To be fair, like I don't think it is because I when I'm thinking about like the first Godzilla film, there are a lot of moments in that where I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and I don't actually, actually, speaking about that, I don't remember a really cool moment from Godzilla King of the Monsters. I don't remember the film Godzilla King of the Monsters, nor I'm, the first Godzilla yeah. film. They're very forgettable. I just don't remember that really, a really cool, I don't want to talk about it too much because of, um, we're going to do an episode of it at some point, but yeah, I don't, I can picture like couple of really cool moments from the first Godzilla film more than I can from the second yeah and for me they're both forgettable <laughs> the first Godzilla film left an impact on me when I saw it in the cinema especially the final act which being directed by Gareth Edwards who did Rogue One the final act of that was the best part <laughs> so yeah that's very good but if you want to also believe all the rumours that Gareth Edwards didn't really direct a lot of what happened a lot of what we saw of Rogue One in the end and it was actually Christ Christopher McQuarrie that did it <laughs> yeah it was a bit of a botch production that one yep but it has a good third act um <laughs> it does but who knows maybe we'll do a star wars episode at some point as well and we'll be able to oh, well we a star a star wars episode where we'll talk about the entire franchise in a little over an hour 
maybe we might have to split them into multiple episodes to be fair oh definitely that's gonna have to happen but yeah, i think those were that was trailers those were that was trailers yeah i mean look we'll we'll talk about the the, the newest trailers when they're as and when they're released they might be in the form of um a normal episode like this one or we might do what we did for one division and do like a little shorter episode if it's a trailer that comes out like midweek and we really want to we're dying to talk about it for example um, the snyder cut yeah so for for us we're recording this on the friday night but um the snyder cut trailer is released on sunday evening so uh for us that will either be you'll either get that as a full episode uh next monday or if we if we get the time of our schedules we might record a little mini episode towards the end of the week yeah and release that for you uh maybe just before the weekend but but that's that's again that's just how the week goes for us because we're both yeah uh, quite busy at the same time i think the next time we can probably i don't know i think we can say the most most likely the next time you'll hear you'll hear us is in our uh, wandavision episode 7 recap yep which will be released hopefully next friday yes we are planning to try and release those on the day of the episode so uh, that will hopefully keep happening. I mean, I, I, like you said, unless the world ends. Unless the world ends, I'm or in, you know, unless schedules change, of course, you know. Of course, yeah. But life can get in the way. Who knows? Yeah, that's yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think it's safe to say that the Snyder Cut will probably be the next episode. I would have thought. Yeah, I, I'm. I we can. It'll be part of the next episode. If there's if there's no news, and that we'll think of something else to do as well. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we've got we've got quite a few ideas. It's just like as yep. and when. So like we've already mentioned, we're going to go through the Godzilla and the Kong films. Um, I think we can we can say that we're going to go through the Transformers films, um, <laughs> and split them up into into multiple episodes, possibly. Maybe we'll but, see. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll do um, like the Shia LaBeouf ones and then the Mark Wahlberg ones. Yeah, and then but we have talk about Bumblebee as well. We have, of course, Bumblebee. Can't forget Bumblebee. Yeah, but we've got we've got plenty of ideas. We've we've written quite a few down already and uh we're just expanding but if you have any ideas of what you want us to talk about um at the end of the show we'll tell you how to get in contact and just like just get in touch tell us some of the ideas and um we'll make sure to make a note of it and turn it into an episode one day woo yeah um so but we we haven't obviously got proper proper segments yet but what we will say what i will do something we did last week but we did it after we we did our, our socials. I'll say, did you watch anything recently? I that you thought was actually, cool. I actually watched something based on your recommendation. Uh, I don't remember. You might have mentioned it on the last episode, or it might have been on your blog slash Twitter. Maybe. Um, but I watched Upgrade, yeah, the I... film by Lil Winnell on Netflix. I'm sure you mentioned it. Yeah, I think I've mentioned that last week. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. It was it was leaving Netflix, and I decided I actually watched it the day after we recorded the episode. Cool. And um, I really enjoyed it. You know, yeah. I I thought the premise was very good. I'll try not to spoil it, mm-hmm. but the basically the, the the basic premise is uh, a man and his girlfriend are in an accident. Let's say he loses the ability. He becomes uh, uh, he becomes disabled. He can't He's a walk. Quadriplegic. He can't talk, he can't... Quadriplegic. Yeah, he can't walk. He can't move. He can only move his like he can only speak basically. And he has this this chip implant thing uh, put into the back of his. I want to say this neck slash spine, like in his nervous system. Yeah, it's put into his yeah. And 
and uh, it gives him the ability to do everything again, but it also introduces him to this this kind of AI in his brain that also gives him the the ability to fight and to yeah. to do really cool action sequences. I think I think for me the premise was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a premise that I've kind of seen in other films a little bit, so yeah. I could kind of when it got towards the end, I could definitely predict what was going to happen. Um, but I think the best part of the film was the the action sequences and how they were put together and mm-hmm. how they played across on the screen. Yeah. There's some really I, good camera I, work in those action sequences as well. Like it's really interesting yes. how they do stuff. Really good camera work, really good stunt work. I cared about um, the, the main character a bit, but I, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't too bothered about any of the characters, mm. which I think is where the film fails. That and its predictability. Mm-hmm. But I think as a watch, I do think it's quite a fun watch. Um, but yeah, so I watched that. That yeah. was very exciting. I uh, obviously watched WandaVision. Yep. And then I'm planning to, this week, I am going to watch uh, Malcolm and Marie, the new Zendaya, uh, David John Washington film. On John Netflix. David Washington. <laughs> John David Washington. I need to get better. Cool, I need to get better at the research. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm going to plan to watch that and possibly uh, the Gareth Edwards Godzilla film for an upcoming episode. So yeah, what about yourself? Have you watched anything interesting, fun, bad? Um, I this week I've decided to go back in time a little bit, and I watched uh, Kramer versus Kramer, which I believe was released in 1979, starring Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. Nice. Which uh, was a film I remember seeing a, remember seeing a clip of either in film studies or in our film production course. Um, we were shown a difference between two segments of the film where it's like the same kind of sequence but done in two different ways. Um, it's a story about uh, Dustin Hoffman uh, and his his wife leaves him, his wife Mo Streep, and leaves him with his child. And he bonds with his child and then she comes back into his life wanting to take custody of the child. So it's a very interesting film. It's got like, it's quite heartfelt. It's very, it's very well written. I think it's it's very much of its time in some circumstances like when you're watching it you're like this is definitely a film that was released in the 70s um (laughs) but i it's a really it's a really good film i really liked it um obviously there's been a lot of stuff again like uh, like a lot of people have spoken out about how dustin hoffman has been inappropriate and set and stuff like that specifically meryl streep for that film and how he was quite horrible to her um but yeah it's a it's a nice film um oh, i also good. i also just last night watched uh, a few good men uh, the tom cruise jack nicholson courtroom drama film written by aaron sorkin based on the play and how was that it's it's a really good film i f- <laughs> there are some moments where tom cruise is really chewing scenery but um well, it was i think not? it's i think it's from the 90s i can't remember when it was released um, but it feels like very 90s and very 80s at the same time, especially with the soundtrack. It's so... I can't explain it, but I really enjoyed it. I love courtroom drama films. Um, the courtroom stuff is the best part of that film. Um, and the acting's good. I think Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholson's very good. Tom Cruise is very good, apart from when he's really chewing scenery. And yeah, it's chewing- that's- it's a good do you film. mean like literally chewing scenery? Or? There's a scene when he's meant to be drunk, and it's like he is going. He goes crazy in this scene, like he's like really like shouting and being like fake drunk, and it's clear that he he's it's quite bad acting. 
but it, it's, it's very 90s acting. <laughs> well, that's Scientology for you kids. But he's good in it. I think it's he's good in it. He's it's a good film. Are you planning on watching anything in particular this week that you're quite excited about? Um, film-wise, I I'm I think I'm still on a little bit of a, uh, a courtroom drama kick. Um, and I don't know much about it, but uh, the Lincoln Lawyer is on Netflix, starring Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And I've heard that's meant to be pretty good, so I'll probably watch that when I get a chance. But other than that. I've nearly f- finished my rewatch of Parks and Recreation, but I did start on season three, so nice. That's um, and I might, I might finally start watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. I've been putting it off for a long time. I need to start that. I yeah. very much need to start that actually. And it's on Netflix, and the sequel series, The Legend of Korra, is also on Netflix. So yeah, there's no excuse for me not yeah. to watch it now. I Who knows? There's no excuse for me not to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender when I also own it on DVD. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good point. But who knows? Maybe if we both watch those series, we'll uh, talk about them. Yeah, for sure. But for sure, man. Yeah. Other than that, and no, I haven't watched anything else other than One Division. Love it. Well, look, like we said, we'll be we'll be back on Friday for a little One Division recap. Uh, recap. If you haven't listened to our first one, we had a little ramble about episode six of One Division. Yeah. Um, but look, like we said at the start of the episode, we just want to say thank you for. I have had a few messages and from people that have sent me like screenshots of them watching it or them subscribed and telling us how much they're enjoying it, and it it really does mean a lot that um, people are listening and, and and enjoying it, and we we love doing it, and we're going to continue to do it. I'm even planning on getting a proper podcast microphone. That's that's how committed I am to both Connor and this podcast. Yep, that's my commitment. And him. I've been trying to. I've been looking at microphones for a while anyway because I, I use this same microphone to talk whenever I play with people and gaming and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so we're both we're both committed to this, I believe. After a, you know, maybe maybe it will lose its luster after a little bit, but who knows? <laughs> I let's, spent let's hope let's hope not. Like I said, I think I I think I said it on the recording earlier on in the episode. I waited this whole week to get to this. <laughs> yeah, this is like I've been absolutely dying to to do, and uh, look, it's just we we love we love talking about this kind of thing, and it's great to have you guys along for the ride. But you know, if there is stuff you want us to talk about, want us to cover, do get in touch, uh, Connor. How can they get in touch with you, buddy? You can um, follow follow me on Twitter at Connor Nagy. Um, I do have another Twitter that I also use for things. If you want to follow that one, that that's actually the other one is actually my. Uh, the Twitter account I use the most, but I'm trying to differentiate them now. Um, there you'll also find the links to my blog, where I write film reviews every week, and I have some other things that I will write at some point. Um, and I'm tr- I'm going to try and get on Twitch again at some point. I'm just trying to find the right time. Um, and my Twitch is twitch.tv slash connorjordan96, I believe. Nice. But yeah, uh, I should say, the spelling for my my Twitter is uh, at c o double n o r n a g i. Yeah, nice. And that's where you can find me. You can follow me on other things if you find me on them, but you know that's up to you. Um, you can find myself on Twitter uh, at the doc eighty one. I also uh, I also too have a blog. 
I yeah said that wrong. I too have a blog. Uh, it's called the Review Lab, so you can go to thereviewlab.org and find it there. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, uh, just at the Review Lab. Um, there you'll hear all about the latest posts I'm doing and uh, projects such as this one. And we have another project coming out where we're collaborating with a with a close friend of both of ours, where I'm helping them with a like a YouTube channel that should be coming up fairly soon. Um, where he's basically just again talking about films mainly. Um, so that should be fun. Um, but yeah, I, we haven't got a social media for the podcast just yet, but we I think we're gonna get one. We'll get a Facebook and an Instagram. But we'll let you know more about that. Yeah. When's needed, really. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Like we said, do get in touch if there's something you want us to cover or um, have anything you know, nice to say. Nice to say. Leave a review if you use an Apple Podcast because we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um. So you know, leave a review if you can, or uh, like rate us out of five. It really does help, and it means a lot. Um. But yeah, just thank you very much. It means a hell of a lot. Really any last does. any last words from you, Connor? Any last words from from the Connor of <laughs> from the Rock of this podcast? The Rock of this podcast. Um, any last words? Not really. Just you know, stay safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. This yeah. We live I feel in. Like that's a good. We live in trying times, and it's been hard for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So and just make sure you look after your mental health as well. Do you know yep. what I mean? Make sure you you're there for those around you, um, and remember and that looking after yourself. staying safe and all that, doing all following all the precautions. It isn't just for you; it's for everyone else as well. Exactly. Don't just do it for you, but do it for your friends, your family, and the people you love. But um, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you for a Wonder Vision review on Friday, and then episode two next Monday. But until then, stay safe, and yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.